Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special Everybody Gets Laid edition of Beer-Tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. That was terrible, and I'm Mark. And I'm Justin, and And I hate myself more. (laughs) And we're going to continue on drinking some more beers from Mark's wonderful journey across the Pacific to the islands of Hawaii as we explore some beers from Kona Brewing Company today. Yeah, so we, uh, in our Hawaii travels, we stopped at the uh, Kona Brew Pub in uh, Kalua, Hawaii, and uh, I would recommend it. That was some damn tasty pub food and uh, excellent use of spent grain that we had there. Oh really? What what do they have spent grain wise? Uh, like they use it to make bread and stuff. We had like a, a cheesy bread appetizer. I forget what they called it. it. Came with marinara dipping sauce. That was really good. And I've I seen think... spent grain bread, uh, spent grain pizza dough a lot. Yeah, a lot of places will do that one. Yeah, but I think if I remember correctly, whatever sandwich I had for lunch, like the the bun that was on, was made with the spent grain as well. I'm like, into that because yeah. I know I know you made the uh, recently made spent grain pizza dough, and I uh, I attempted to make a spent grain bread that was about the size of my leg, <laughs> and uh, the inside of my bread didn't cook. But I'm, I'm I understand that your pizza was delicious. Yeah, and I've got uh, four more uh, balls of dough in my freezer for additional later pizzas you, you might only you might only have three after tonight just i might steal one dough my <laughs> pizza dough. shirt out the door here <laughs> so what uh what beers did you bring back for us from uh kona mark so we've got their uh longboard island lager their big wave golden ale and their pipeline porter now kona is one of the bigger of the uh the hawaii breweries i know i've seen there are a lot of their beers available here on the East Coast for a while now. Yeah, they're certainly the largest Hawaii brewery. They they and they're actually one of the older craft breweries in the states. They were founded in 1995. Oh wow, that does go back a while. For them. Yeah, by a father and son team uh, of uh, Cameron Healy and Spoon Kalsa. And I'm probably botched that. I'm Did sorry. You say spoon? You, yes, that that is. Okay. The information that I found, took right off their website. So if Ooh. that's incorrect, then uh, somebody in their marketing team is certainly not doing their job. I'm going to demand that everyone in the craft brew area simplify their names for us. Because we just <laughs> keep coming across names we can't do. Well, unfortunately, you know, we're on Long Island with large <laughs> Eastern European heritage that uh, gives us names that I am incapable of. Yeah, I'm talking about you, from Paul, Paul from from Bly Bat. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah, we, we, Paul. Yeah. Paul, we love you and we love your beers, but I'm <laughs> sorry, I do not know how to pronounce your last name. Anyway, so Kona, like I said, been around for a long time. They've got production facilities in a number of other locations, and that is why you can find them in all 50 states. And they're actually also sending their beer out to 26 different countries. Oh, wow. I didn't know they had so much international distribution also. Yeah, they're, they're it's, I didn't realize either, but, uh, they're definitely out there. And one of the, the best things, as far as I was concerned, being in Hawaii, these bombers were $4 a piece. That's awesome. I want a $4 bomber. Yeah. Wow. I get four four dollar bombers from Costco. 
but yeah. they're you know they're typically very similar you know all the, the selection is the same all the time being able to go to go there and get that would be amazing four bucks yeah and that was four bucks in like a beer distributor yeah. oh man i mean i see the the of the ones that we have today the logboard and the big wave and the pipeline i see the logboard and the big wave around usually in six packs occasionally in a 12 pack but um you know i don't normally see the pipeline porter but i've never seen bombers on the east coast here no i, I can't say that i have either i've definitely seen kona beers before but yeah i, I don't remember seeing uh, bombers for sure i know before um i knew even a single thing about craft beer that in my backyard we've definitely had the longboard it was very you know i yeah. remember enjoying it then so we'll have to uh getting it straight from the store so we'll have to check it out today yeah i don't think they distribute it but if uh you're in hawaii and you go to any of their brew pubs my my pick is certainly duke's uh blonde ale that was the tastiest most refreshing like nice light warm weather beer that i had uh when in hawaii and uh i also had uh a russian imperial stout I don't remember what they called that. That was a limited release. That was also tasty. But uh, let's get back to what we've got in front of us here. So we're starting off with their Longboard Island Lager, which is a pale lager. It's only 4.6% ABV. And it's uh, got Hawaiian and... Nope, I'm sorry. That's the wrong... Uh... So... All right, I screwed up. I no, we're bad. I, I I copied my homework and uh, yeah, so shame on me. But drinking their longboard lager, uh, it is a very very pale yellow color. Yeah, this is this is really light. I don't know that you can make a beer beer paler than this. I think I've had tap water that has actually at some point been darker than this beer. Well, you know, I can definitely think of areas of the country that do, but that's probably not a very fair joke. Yeah, but this is, you know, light, light straw color, really white head, uh, and, I mean, even if I try to make it foam, it doesn't really foam that much. <laughs> it's got the faintest of hop aromas. It is, uh, it, it's it's very tasty it's it's a i think it's just pretty much a classic lager yeah it's it's a light lager there's not a lot of flavor here but there's also not supposed to be yeah there's no there's no flavor but there's no off flavors there's no bad flavors there's nothing that makes me feel negative about it it's clean and crisp and refreshing and i want to s- if I'm sitting on the beach, if I'm not drinking something that's with a little umbrella in it, I want to be drinking these. I mean, yeah. I I'm on their site right now, and I was I was curious, as, you know, what went in it, and I think that uh, I can pick up Mark here a little bit. And um, the the bitterness is a 20 IBU, alcohol is 4.6. Um, if we want to know the original gravity, it's 10.95 degrees Plato. Is that that's correct, right? A little degree sign with a yeah, P next yeah. to it. Degrees Plato. Yep. yep. Awesome. I'm learning. The uh, the malts are just a, a premium two row, and the hops are Mount Hood, Halter, uh, Hallertau, the Hallertau, thank you, Sterling, and Millennium. Ah, oh, there's, there's more hop varieties than I would expect, honestly. That's what I was most interested in was the, you know they said there would be a slight hop aroma, 
and apparently for a slight hop aroma, they decided to combine four different hops. Well, like I said there, yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't even... I even failed at my homework on this beer, and I said there is a slight hop aroma. So, you know, I spot on on their description. That's like, at least, you know, that's why you're our beer professor. You know, this one, it's uh, it's really tasty, and it's a light beer that doesn't... Uh, it drinks like a mass market beer without tasting like a mass market beer. You know, it tastes good, it tastes clean, and you could pound these all day, basically substitute these for water, and you'd be okay, I think. And, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem to catch up to you like a, like a bitter flavor like some of the other big beers do. Yeah, um, I think I, I may have said to, to Mark off air at one point that I think we're finding a lot lower um, ABV beers that have a flavor that we enjoy. And I'm, I'm, at least me personally, I'm always, I practically ignore ABV and I just go for, you know, wild and crazy stuff. Yeah. But it, um, this is, I'm starting to learn that there are definitely, you know, with the last episode and this episode, you know, as we start, that there are definitely some lower ABV beers and some things that maybe are more quote unquote generic that, uh, can definitely be equally as satisfying in a more, in a, you know, almost like a simple, you know, satisfying flavor. Yeah. Um. Uh- you know, for me, it's it's really. I'm gonna say I'm. I'll keep coming back to clean because that just seems to be the best descriptor of it for me. Because that's really what it tastes like. It's clean and it's refreshing, and I I like that. And um, I don't know that I'm gonna seek it out, but if if I'm at the pub with it and you tell me this is what you want to start off with, I'm okay with that. Or it's a barbecue lawnmower beer for me. If I'm going to go over, like, it's a good point. If I'm going to go over, over someone's house for barbecue and I'm, you know, at the beer distributor, I'm buying one of my wacky, crazy sour beers or something that I'm going to hoard for myself in my own yeah. cooler, I'm going to put this in the cooler and feel good about it. Yeah, grab a sixer, grab a sixer of this, and I don't think anybody's going to be angry at you for bringing it over. No, it's definitely like, yeah, it's definitely beach beer, lawnmower beer, barbecue beer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, hot weather. Hot weather, hanging out beer. Yeah, Mark. Now, when you were um, there, did you you did they serve it in the bottle or was it off tap? No, it was off tap. Okay, is any any you know that you can remember the difference in flavor? Uh no, I I can't recall. I mean, this is like like we had said a fairly simplistic beer, so there probably isn't going to be that much of a difference from a tap in a bottle. And honestly, I'm not even a hundred percent sure that I had this when we were in the brew pub. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, um, many, many moons ago, Mark and I, we've had our, our, uh, and they were only our girlfriends at the time, uh, went to Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're both now our wives, but, uh, but, uh, we went to the Boston Beer Company and that was my first time that I learned about, um, having multiple breweries around in different locations. And what they do is they actually test the pH of the water in the home location and then they'll adjust at the other breweries to make the water match um, the chemical comp- the chemical composition and the pH at the other breweries so I, ca- I can only imagine that the water on Hawaii is different than that which is found in Memphis, Tennessee or, or Portsmouth, New Hampshire which are where some of their breweries are 
you know, I, I got, I guess that's gotta be a standard kind of practice, right? Yeah, I would guess so. I and mean, uh, I don't even remember that from when our, uh, our visit to, uh, the Sam Adams, uh, show brewery. Yeah. Or... Well, because I remember them mentioning that it was either, uh, Cleveland or Cincinnati or somewhere in Ohio or uh, one of those sea towns. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds but, right. Um, where they do a lot of their brewing, especially for their major brand, their major varieties like Boston Lager and stuff like that. And that really the little brewery in Boston or outside of Boston is only used for R&D and special editions now. Yeah, that's why I said they're a show brewery. Yeah, I, that's a good way to phrase it. So I figure that's got to be a, a, a stand up. A, you know, a standard practice of just changing the pH for water and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, no, and it definitely makes sense. You know, take take the water and uh, add salts or whatever until you get to as close as of uh, approximation as the original location. And that way you can churn out a consistent beer in different locations without having to, you know, ship beer from hawaii to new york oh yeah the, the shipping would be insane for it but yeah that's that'd be another reason why we can't get four dollar bombers yeah but i mean the the water is the biggest ingredient in the beer i mean you don't put anything more in there than water right that's right yeah it's yeah. certainly the largest component of beer percentage wise of anything that goes into it that's why we don't use hose water right mark yeah <laughs> not, not garden hose yeah uh, pro tip kids if you're home brewers don't fill your brew kettle with your garden hose. You're going to taste garden hose in the end product. Unless that's what you're going for. I mean, I imagine it's a special kind of funk from garden hose. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an entirely it's distinctive, new thing. Yeah. To say the it's going to be sour ho- uh, garden hose soured. <laughs> hose water. Hose water. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so what, what are we going to rate the uh, long board here? Um, I'm going to go with a pipe. It's, it's a solid pipe beer. It's a good beer i could drink it but it's not anything that i really want to write home about but so it's for me it's a pipe i'm gonna go bomber i really appreciate uh actually how simple it is and the um the the, the quote-unquote slight hop flavor uh really or aroma rather yeah i think it follows through in the flavor a little bit for me and i i, I enjoy it okay how about you far uh, just to piss Justin off here to pick up your slack, Kevin, I'm going to say that I want to call it a six-pack. <laughs> but because that's not one of our ratings, and uh, just to refresh everyone, we haven't done this in a little while, it's a five-point system, and it's really just how much of the beer do we want to drink. And it starts with a, a, a taster, moves up to a pint, goes to a bomber from there, then to a growler, and finally to a keg. So... I'm going to call it a growler just because it, in appropriate conditions, I've certainly drank my way through a six-pack, but because that's not in the scale, I'm going to call it a growler. This way, Justin has something that he can put in show notes. But it's the same thing. It's 64 ounces, no matter how you roll. Yeah, but individual bottles is... So pour yourself 12 ounces at a clip. I mean, you have a measuring cup if you really want to get that crazy Yeah, I know, it. but I, I, I don't want to be like that guy that's drinking. But you are right, that guy right now. That's drinking right out of the growler at a party. Oh, my God. All right. I've been that I can, I can write. I can copy and paste growler. I don't want to say I write because I don't. I copy and paste. So I can copy and paste growler. I'm good with that. Um, 
so I think uh, I think we have uh, at least one that's new for me. I know that uh, it's definitely more widely available than uh, the other stuff from them. But what's next? So we're going to move on to their uh, big wave gold now, which is 4.8% ABV. And uh, I'm sorry, 4.4% ABV. And uh, again, I poured it out here. It might just be a hair darker in color than their longboard lager. It it's close though. I'm I'm actually really dying to pour it out next to each other. So this is another easy drinking beer. Uh, just happens to be an ale instead of a lager, and uh, it's light bodied, got some tropical hop aroma, and uh, smooth easy drinking with a little bit of crystal malt in there which uh, might be what's making this a little bit darker than the the lager, but I'm going to stick my nose in here and see what I get. I mean, I'm taking a sip of it, and uh, it tastes slightly more beer-flavored than <laughs> the longboard. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better term, it's, it's really like... I, I hate to use the analogy of it, but it's the difference between a bud heavy and a bud light like it's it's they're similar flavor profiles but it's one's just a little bit lighter and one's just a little more full and for me the big wave tastes like just a a little more full version of the lowboard yeah it's there's uh definitely more hop aroma to this in comparison to the longboard yeah th- there is a stronger aroma I and there's that. and you know, again, it, this is an ale as opposed to a lager, so there's a bit more percept- perceptible yeastiness in the flavor. But again, I agree with you, Kevin. Still not a whole bunch of complex flavors here. Yeah, it. But I mean, they're definitely they're definitely related to each other. I could taste. I could taste a little. I like that. I think you hit it on the head with the yeastiness. Uh, you know, line there that you really. You do taste, and that's, I think that's that, that quote-unquote beer flavor. Beeriness. That, that, that beeriness that I was trying to enunciate before. That, <laughs> that insanely specific thing that you were yes. trying to bring up. Yes, because, you know, by this time we get great descriptors. Of, you know, by the third episode we get great descriptors. And um, I like it I like it a bit more than the lowboard. Um, just for comparison's sake, it's, it's just got a little bit more body and a little more flavor to it and i i enjoy it a bit more again you know if i could have brought dukes back you would have been like wow this is the beeriest beer i've had (laughs) (laughs) well i love describing beers as beery um and i'm sure it is i i take your word i take your word for it just out of curiosity though does that dukes kind of follow the same flavor profile as the longboard in the big wave no i would say uh the Duke's uh, Golden Ale had a lot more flavor. Uh, I'm sorry, Duke's Blonde Ale had a lot more uh, flavor to it that I would not say was beery. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it was definitely uh, another good, light drinking uh, beach beer. Uh, I typically don't like my beers beery. I do like my Smurf Smurfy. I'm going to kick you right in the fucking sack. I want you to know that. 
<laughs> but I this is yet another um, you know classic beer that I'm I'm enjoying. I mean, is that why you've got blue all over your face? No, no, I was making out with an, someone from Avatar earlier. <laughs> but it, <laughs> we, uh, but this is this is another one of those lawnmower beers that I'm Disney again, didn't you? I did. But uh, this is another one of those beers that I'm I'm I'm, I'm just uh, you can enjoy on a summer day, and I don't. There's not a lot of those for me. You know, I'm, I'm a porter very bold flavor guy and these last two are, are, are really sort of making me question that yeah i justin i think i'm kind of on the same page as you usually i look to beers at the you know at the darker end of the spectrum like i'm looking at this pipeline porter and i'm really excited to try it and usually those are the beers that i reach for but you know these these past two the longboard and the big wave have both been really pleasant um for me, as far as the rating goes with the big wave, I'm going to go with a pint as well on this one. Again, I think they're both well-done beers, and I could drink more than one of them, but I don't necessarily want to if I have other options. Yeah, that's um, I'm probably going to be uh, probably going to be back at a bomber. Okay. For just like the longboard for me, it, uh, it I have the same feeling about it. I I. I I think they're great beers to uh, to enjoy. I'm going to move on to something a little different probably after the two that I drink, but it's going to uh, I'm going to enjoy that bomber on a very especially on a hot summer day. I mean, you know, we're it's there's about I don't know probably eight or nine inches <laughs> snow outside right now, so the uh, the the lager and the golden ale probably aren't fitting our current climate. But in Hawaii, I imagine it's probably pretty perfect. Oh yeah, and so by the way, I just did finally did some math in my head. A six-pack is 72 ounces and not 64. I was counting them as 12, right? Oh, you're right, 30. Yeah, you're right. Oh, God. You suck. I'm now banished to go back to listen to our math episode again. <laughs> That's right. How many swimming pools? Fumble through my math, <laughs> yeah. retardedly. Retardi- if, if Kevin ever even brings up a swimming pool to me ever again, he's getting kicked in the sack. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'm I'm going to go with a uh, a bomber on the Big Wave Gold Nail. Just because there is more flavor there on a hot day, you know, the the lager is definitely going to be the more crushable beer. <laughs> yet, yet slightly higher ABV, very slightly, 4.8 versus 4.4. Yeah, that's, that's just Nothing. splitting hairs. Um, one thing I want, did want to mention is that the, the hops on it are apparently Galaxy and Citra. I know that, you know, um, we're all trying to, well, not we all, Mark definitely knows more than i do in particular but i'm definitely interested in knowing more about which hop varieties and what they're adding and um, the citra is one that uh, has the citrus notes in it and i think i'm I'm definitely catching a bunch of that yeah yeah it's definitely noticeable there in the uh the big wave so we're gonna move on now to the pipeline porter which is more of our typical fare it is uh obviously it's porter and it is made with uh kona coffee and it is actually na- so for people that live under rocks or have no idea uh their history <laughs> or culture as a whole surfing you know originated in Hawaii on the big island on the windward side which is the north side of the island that it always the wind is blowing and that creates waves and uh the bonsai pipeline is a uh, famed on the north side for uh steep curling waves and uh 
providing a you know a rush for the surfers and that's what the this particular porter is uh, namesake of so we've got a dark color obviously being a porter just uh n not much of a head but what head is there does have sort of a slight tang color which i always like to see in my darker beers is to see the color of the beer follow through into the foam and uh We've got, should have some coffee notes in here from the Kona coffee. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that on the aroma. Oh, yeah, it's definitely noticeable on the aroma. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm, I can't pick anything up right now, but that's only due to my illness and not due to any, you know, uh, shortcomings of the beverage. But uh, I'm just looking at the, I mean, it took me a couple seconds just to get wipe out, stop playing in my head. And, uh, but the bottle's pretty cool on, on the bottle. They have, uh, they have the little, they have the, uh, impression of the Island chain on the bottle. And I think that's kind of cool. That's just me. Oh yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. That, that is pretty cool. Liquid Aloha, which I'm a big fan of. That sounds cool. It kind of sums up the, uh, the feeling of the beers a lot for me. But, yeah. But, um, the, the, the coffee aroma follows through a little bit in the, uh, in the flavor. I definitely get chocolatey notes. It, just a, a solid, uh, solid beer. Yeah, I actually picked up uh, right after we landed. Well, so right after we landed, we got a rental car, but then we went to Target, also known as Church. <laughs> preach, brother, preach. To uh, to buy diapers because I didn't want to try and guess how many diapers I needed. I said, all right, screw it. We're just going to go and we're going to buy diapers after we get there probably a smart move and uh you know they had a large display of various kona six packs and i was like i want beer for the rental for the the week that we're here so i picked up this and uh enjoyed it with our takeout dinners while we we're in the the rental before going on the cruise and it was definitely enjoyable well i'm really enjoying it um i've got a little bit of the the roastiness of the coffee, not a ton of it in the taste, but just a little bit. And, um, it's a little, I think it's missing a little something on the back end of the flavor. Um, but again, it does kind of finish clean, which I guess would be nice in the warmer weather. Um, but to me, it's kind of, it hits the note early and then kind of stops. Um, where I would almost like it to have a little bit fuller flavor that goes through the whole sip. Yeah, I think what you're you're expecting coffee notes. Uh, I'm sorry, not coffee, chocolate notes to go along with coffee. And this particular porter is just all about the coffee. There's no chocolate yeah. whatsoever. And I, I think it's just you're kind of used to those two things going hand in hand. I mean, I can understand that maybe that's that is what I'm thinking of, but it just, uh, I mean, just what I think of, just even compared to a porter that we've had recent, uh, the porter we had last episode, uh, was it last episode? Was yeah, it the, that was uh, Sinner's Mass. That was a milk yeah, the stout. Mass. It's just, um, that was that, a milk stout, though. Okay, that was a milk stout. My bad. Um, I don't know. It just feels at the at the back end just a little bit too light. Like I want just a little bit more flavor coming through it. It's not that it's bad, but it just feels not quite as full body as I'd like it to be. 
and no flavor. That, that it's only personal preference. It's nothing else. It's not even a criticism of how it is. I think it's just something that I would like. And again, it's just me. No, that's fine. But uh, I also think maybe it's uh, the Kona coffee is a little bit different than maybe what you're used to usually having. Yeah, it's definitely the Colombian roast that I'm used to. Or yeah, the the Kona coffee definitely is more like fruity. Okay. Than uh, than chocolatey roasty like most mass produced coffee that we get here in New York. Okay. And I think that might be uh, part of uh, the difference in the palate from what you're looking for from what's actually there because of that terroir from the coffee used. Yeah, that that's something that I hadn't really considered um in the difference of the uh the coffee brew uh, of the brew of coffee of the different flavor there. That's something that I hadn't considered. Um uh, Mark, you don't know if they use um uh, brewed coffee or coffee grinds or whole no, coffee. No, I I don't like know that. if they're if they're dry beaning or if they're adding cold brew, I'm not sure how they actually okay. put the coffee in this beer. I would, uh, I'd be interested to know that. I think that would be, um, not necessarily that it would, it would change my perception of it, but it would just allow me to get a deeper understanding of why they're, produ- of how it tastes the way it does. That's fair. Justin, what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on the pipeline here? So I'll, I guess I'll kick off the, uh, the ratings for it. Um, I, I enjoy it. I, I do agree with you that it, it, I feel like it's missing something, but I also think it's what Mark is saying that we're so used to having the coffee followed up with chocolate right. that it doesn't, I, I almost feel like I'm, I'm uh, imagining the chocolate because I do feel like I get a little bit of it, but definitely not a pronounced flavor. So I'm probably sort of finishing that flavor in my head. Yeah. But it, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to say that it's a, uh, I'm probably gonna give it a pint. It's not my favorite porter that I've ever had, but it's also not a, a, a bad porter at all. It, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I hesitate to say I'm underwhelmed by it, but I, I do think it's also, like I said, the not being familiar with the coffee forward style of porter. Okay, I understand that. I, I see what you're what you're saying with it, and for me, uh, just because I like it a little bit more than the last two, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go up to the bomber for this one, whereas I was at a, at a pint for the other two. I'm going to go up to a bomber on this one because I think given the option that this one would be nice and light and that I could keep drinking it even on a hotter day and continue to enjoy it. And I'm, I, I know I'm looking for a little bit more, and I think that just might ta- make it taste better to me, but as it is, it's still a really tasty beer, and I'm gonna keep this in mind as a uh a a better beer for the summertime that i might go after how about you mark what's your feelings on the uh the pipeline i know you were big you uh were happy to bring it back yeah the pipeline for me is definitely in bomber territory i could certainly drink a bomber no problem uh anything more than that though in one sitting i think would be too much okay but i'm I'm certainly enjoying my way through a bomber today and certainly enjoying my way through another bomber tomorrow. I I could 100% see that. And yeah. Um, you know, do you know, uh, 
just just all three of the beers they really they had a consistent kind of theme almost to them that they are refreshing beers that they are beers that are um that don't sit heavy on the palate they don't sit heavy in the stomach either and i think that kind of goes with what you what you think about when you're thinking of you know the uh you know a summer of a tropical vacation yeah uh, definitely drinking these has brought me back to uh my vacation a little bit and uh I believe that those flavors may be tied to that in my memory. Well, those Hence, are good memories to have. I'm, henceforth, I'm yeah. And, uh, I mean, one of the craziest things about driving around Hawaii is the fact that the landscape changes so quickly around you. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, on Oahu, you know, you can be driving through suburbia, go around a corner, and suddenly you're in a rainforest. That is kind of freaky, yeah. Yeah, it is very bizarre, like, how quickly the terrain changes around you. Also, I don't know if I've ranted about this yet previously. I was not prepared for the chickens. No, you have not mentioned anything about chickens, because I would have recalled this. So, chickens are just wild in Hawaii. And for anybody from the area listening from locally in new york listening to us you know how you're driving down the road and you look out the window and you see some gray squirrels in like no i wouldn't say geese but like like yeah you look out at the you know you're driving past home depot and you see some squirrels in like the little landscape areas in front of home depot right that's the way you see chickens in hawaii just hanging out yeah in like the little landscaped areas in front of strip malls and stuff yeah they're it's, just they're just out there. Yeah, it, it it I was not prepared for it, and it takes some getting used to. <laughs> okay. Now, are they like, are are they just like feral, or are they? Like, yeah, they're like. Are people caring they, for them? Like no, cats? they like what's the story? They the chickens were introduced to the islands because they're originally from Asia, but they've been there so long that they've kind of naturalized into the the ecosystem. Okay, <laughs> and it, like. You know, it, they're most prevalent, I would say, on Kauai, the island of Kauai. Okay. But we saw them on every island, and it was just so weird. Like, you're driving driving along and like, hey, look, there's some chickens. <laughs> All right. Just, you know, just chickens. Just ch- chill it out. Whatever. Yeah. Not, not, not something you expect coming from the East Coast. So, uh, on your trip out there to Hawaii, we've, we've talked about Kona. We talked about Lanakai. Are there any other breweries that you hit while you were out there? Yeah, we also stopped at Maui Brewing Company, which, uh, with any luck, we'll be able to procure some beers to do a, another episode on at some point later. Uh, in addition to that, let's see, where else did we go? You went to that meadery, right? Yeah, so we went to Nanny Moon Meadery. I have... Uh, and we we loved the the meads that they're producing. We actually had a box of twelve bottles shipped back to my house. It was a lot of money, but it's certainly worth it. And uh, we'll be tasting our way through some of those in a future episode at some point. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, all right. What else do we do? I'm sure I'm forgetting. So. 
we did the shotgun episode on Waikiki Brewing Company. Was there any other? Uh, yeah, we tried the uh, the Hatahoy Hefe, or Hatahui Hefe. Right. I don't. I don't know. Hui. <laughs> Again. <laughs> New Yorkers, yeah. we apologize for botching these Hawaiian names. Is that a uh, Offspring song, the Hui? I think so. Yeah. Right. They took a, it's like a surfer gang or something. I have no idea. I think so. That's what the that's what the uh, music video told me. <laughs> was it the was it the VH1 uh, one with the bowls? What was that? Pop oh, up pop video. Up video. Oh, right, right. I did, I barely watched the music videos ever. No, those made the pop ups made it so much better, man. We all, <laughs> to let you know what was going on, actually. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just like listening to random songs, and they sometimes the videos have nothing to do with the fuck. Music videos and cologne commercials are the two things that make no <laughs> sense. <laughs> what is it? Obsession. Yeah. By <laughs> you start off, you're like, this commercial has got to be for either Fifty Shades of Grey or for underwear. You're like cologne. I'm getting better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Naked. Naked men equals cologne. Gotcha. Mark, die quietly, damn it. <laughs> So we we also went to Honolulu Beer Works, which uh, unfortunately they uh, at this point in time they don't package anything. They're like the blind bat of Hawaii. Well, no, no it's a lie. Actually, no. we have a shotgun episode on uh, blind bats. No, Hellgate. blind blind bat actually bottles his stuff. Like oh, they're like Honolulu only? Beer Works is like you drink it there or you get a growler, and a growler would not have made it back from Hawaii. No, in uh, you know drinkable condition you probably would have drank it anyway. how, how long's the flight from uh hawaii to back to california right that's what the flight that you do right uh well <laughs> just it just in the air not how long it actually took no. you to get and back. also not based uh, upon your personal experience yeah don't fly american <laughs> i believe on the way back it's like 11 hours from flight time from hawaii to new york yeah, from Hawaii to JFK. Did you fly nonstop from Hawaii to JFK? No, we is laid that over. even possible? We laid I'm, over in LA. I'm sure it's possible, okay. but I don't think it's a, it's a thing that happens right, that well, often. If you had a growler on board, you would have drank that. So that's that's really what I was getting. To. Actually, <laughs> we won't I, get I'm into it. I'm pretty sure it, they wouldn't allow me through uh, airport security. You also probably would have beaten someone to death with it instead of. Uh... <laughs> Again, don't yeah. fly American. Right. Um. I had a question, actually, um, going back to Corona. Uh, corona. Not Corona. Kona. Kona. Uh, I've seen here that the, uh, the the draft-only beers they had, I, ch- I was checking out the description for the Duke's Blondale, and also the, um, the there was a Black Sand Porter. I believe I had that one. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's the, the one you were – Yeah, that, that sounded really tasty. That, that, that one, um, it sounded like exactly like the, the pipeline with some additional uh, additional notes to it, so – from what I remember, it definitely had a lot more depth of flavor and complexity in comparison to the pipeline. Yeah, they also have a uh, Hula Hefeweizen and a uh, Kua Bay IPA. The Hefeweizen actually sounds really, really, really interesting to me. Is that the one with the lemongrass in it? Um, let's see here. It it doesn't mention lemongrass, but it could. All right, that might be a different beer then. Yeah, what this says is a uh, traditional Bavarian-style Weiss beer that is medium to full-bodied with a pronounced banana, herbal flavor, and aroma. This unique profile is a result of the special type of yeast strain used to brew this beer. Okay, yeah. No, they have a... It's part of the same series that the Pipeline Porter is. They have uh, some kind of... I think it's a Hefe, too, that it's got lemongrass Oh, yeah, lemongrass luau. Yeah, that's it. Uh, my wife was a fan of that one. It was not my bag. 
well, you know, it probably had some lemon notes in it. Yeah, but I mean, aside from that, like I, I that wasn't the only thing that turned me off on it. But there were plenty of other tasty libations. There's, a, I mean, a ton of choices here. Looking at the menu, we have the uh, there's a brown nut brown ale, um, lava red ale. There's just a ton of different choices and. You know, when you're obviously where we are, all I mean, the only one I'd ever known was Longboard. And, you know, I know that every brewery makes more than one beer, but I, you know, I never would have I known that there were this many options. Red Ale floating around. I feel like that that one sounds familiar to me, but I can't don't don't quote me on that one. Um, uh, but I, you're right. I've seen Coda definitely around in a bunch of different uh, distributors. I've seen him in supermarkets locally, and that and now that uh, learning that they do brew in multiple locations around the country um, explains that a lot more I thought they only had a brewery on the island and then on in California but uh, apparently they don't even have one in California it's in Oregon but um, I thought they only had like those two I didn't realize that they had the multiple ones around the country um, but I'm I'm pleased with these uh with these beers and I think that these might move up in my uh my summertime list. Uh you know uh, so for sure. You know if you're not familiar the summertime in uh on Long Island can get really sticky and you know the, the high humidity and I think something like this some of these beers that we had today would all be pretty good choices in those in those conditions. Definitely. So they they're going to move up their list move up the list a little bit for me. I'm impressed at how they were able to make a uh, a really good porter and then two lighter beers. I mean, a lot of breweries kind of, they might diversify, but they're always kind of really good at one of those things. And I think, feel like they were really good at, at, at all three. I, I understand where you're coming from with that. I think they definitely made solid beers all across the board. And I can understand why they're able to get away, why they're able to be successful with distribution in all 50 states because it definitely... Um, easily accessible. They're not overly complex flavors. They're not uh, beers that are going to be really turn you off. It's going to be here. You go. I think ever. I think a lot of people can enjoy these flavors. Yeah, and the, I'm sure the 30 years of experience doesn't hurt either. Oh, absolutely no. not. I mean, because you know, I'm nowhere near that, and I <laughs> I can appreciate that. Uh, you guys have anything else about uh, Kona Brewing? Last uh, last call on a input. No, I just uh, I appreciate the uh, the clean flavors, and uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm definitely gonna be adding a long board to uh, any parties. There you go. All right, everyone, mahalo for listening, and uh, catch us on the next beer tasting voyage. If you enjoyed beer tasting voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash voyage and Twitter and Instagram at BeerTasticShow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at BeerTasticVoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.